0: MLM Nation, episode 321.
1: It starts slow. It's like pushing a big boulder, but once it starts to roll, it rolls downhill and fast, and that's where you build a big downline.
0: If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome
1: to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chasch where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners.
0: MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You can attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia, on May 12th, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with the early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chen, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three... Most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders for myself and apply it back to home. And our mission at MLM Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now. ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like MLM Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring a special guest today from Down Under out in Australia. We have Adam Lane. Adam, are you ready to make it happen?
1: I'm ready, Simon.
0: Adam Lane got an early start in network marketing at the age of 18 and was lucky to work closely with one of the top leaders in Australia. Together, they're able to build a huge Gen Y teams in the company, and later on expanded to a global business over seventeen different countries. As a lifelong entrepreneur, Adam recently was selected from hundreds of entrants, hundreds of entrants to represent Australia at a G20 Young Entrepreneurs Alliance Summit. So, Adam, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but please share about your background and how you got started in network marketing at such a young age.
1: Yeah, thanks, Simon. Look, it, it's a, it's an interesting journey, and. I guess I was so privileged and feel so grateful that you know network marketing landed in my lap at such an early age. I was always on a pursuit uh, from you know my high school days, pursuing a, a football career. All I wanted to do was play sport, play football, and really had no ambition outside of that. Until uh, at the age of 18, I was I was invited to a, a network marketing presentation, and you know you, you might remember your first presentation. It's it's exciting. You're not sure what to expect, and I remember turning up and a couple of things came straight to mind. First, it was, you know, thinking, how long has this been going on for? You know, there was hundreds of people in the room and and I was excited that finally I'd been introduced to this this new idea, this new concept. And then, of course, uh, you know, what I wanted to do is really embrace myself in in that presentation. So I sat at the front of the room and I sat there and listened to a couple that at that time were top income earners in the world earning over $100,000 a month. And the, the first thing that came straight to me was, wow, if these guys can do that, then I can do it. And of course, you know, I was an over-enthusiastic 18-year-old that thought I could take on the world. And, uh, you know, seeing that these sorts of incomes were possible out of this industry really excited me. But the key thing that really got me across, because I'd had such a, I guess, a sporting culture that I'd been uh, brought into from an early age about teams and teamwork and, you know, I mean, if I wanted to win a championship, it was about the team working together in harmony. It wasn't so much about you know, a a team of champions. What I learned in that presentation was that this concept and this industry was all about teamwork, was about helping other people to have success. And that really resonated with me because coming from a sporting background, it's all about teams. I saw this couple out there and thought, wow, I can have that. All I need to do is be followed, uh, you know, follow them, be mentored by them, be guided and absorb myself in the industry. And I guess from there, the rest is history. I, I did exactly that. I spent as much time as I could with these guys and, and other people in the industry. Really immersed myself with education from the top leaders all around the world. Uh, you know, reading the books, doing all those sorts of things. Just wanted to make sure that you know I could I could learn all of these skills and fast track that success.
0: Hmm. And Adam has an amazing story about busloads of team members. Talk about teamwork. We're going to talk about that in a second, okay? But I want to uh, before we go into go into that. How were you invited? Because I think some people want to invite young, ki- young kids, like eight, 7, 18 years old. How were you invited to that meeting? What was the approach? And was it a friend? Was someone older? Uh, what was the invite like?
1: Yeah, look, it was, it was a, a guy that I held in high regard. And, and he spoke about you know, this uh, amazing business opportunity that had fallen into his lap. And he obviously knew the, the passion and drive that I had to success in, in sport. And you know, at that time, pursuing what career potentially outside of sport I would do, uh, and what he said is, look, I, I can't promise you anything. You know, this may or may not be for you, but certainly this is an industry that's moving. And for someone of your energy and, and you know, and, and, and uh, ability, uh, you know, you could have an amazing career in this industry. So I went there with, with an open mind because that's what he asked me to do. He said, look, just have an open mind. You know, again, I can't promise you anything, but just go in there with an open mind and see what happens. And and that's what I did. I literally walked in with an open mind and saw hundreds of people there and people making money and You know, a great team culture. The atmosphere was amazing, and I just fell in love with the industry. Mm,
0: I like that. Mm, I like that. So you talk like he can't promise you, but you have to. It's the industry is moving, and have an open mind. I like that invite. So, how did you do once you got started? uh, How did you do in your first couple weeks?
1: Well, you you can imagine, you know, the excitement I had. So, you know, straight away, I, I wanted to, you know, get as many people in touch with this information that I had as possible. So. You know, of course, we had regular meetings that were coming on. So we, we started to invite people uh, to, to the meetings. And in fact, we just went all in. We went hardcore. You know, I asked the question, what's the best way to get started in this business? And it was to go, first of all, you know, get your mind right and get, go all in and really have a launch of your business, which is exactly what we did. We didn't just start the business. We really launched it uh, and propelled it in, in a mass scale. So we actually uh, you know invited everyone we knew. We were able to get... Literally, uh, as you said, busloads of people. We had two buses full of, at that stage, sort of Gen Y, Gen X, because we're talking a few years ago now, Simon. But uh, Gen Y, Gen X type people. But we were in that younger generation, so we're sort of eighteen to twenty-five, and we made it fun. You know, the the thing is, the younger generation want to have fun. They, you know, they 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 love the idea of network marketing, what it provides, because you know it it is an opportunity where you can create your own destiny, whether it's financially or time freedom. But they also want to have fun. Fun's really, really important. And that connection between your, your mates at that stage. And you know, I mean, you remember when you're twenty years old, you know, all, all life's about at that time was having fun. So we had to make the business fun. We were having fun. And uh, what we did, we set up a, a pre-event, we caught up with everyone at a at a pre event, uh, we had buses turn up, everyone jumped into the buses and we went down to this presentation. And let me tell you, the eyes were so wide open when we arrived and, and two busloads came in. In fact, we, like, we, we couldn't fit everyone in in the first presentation because, you know, we'd said to our mentors, you know, we're going to bring so many people you've got no idea. And, you know, that's said, like, yeah, we've heard that before and we'll see what happens. But when we turned up with two buses, certainly that made an impression.
0: Mm. <laughs> so you talked about the pre-event. What was that, like a party? It was like... Well, not necessarily a party.
1: No, it was more a gathering, you know, opportunity for everyone to sort of mingle and, and, I guess, loosen up a little. You know, sometimes when you come to a, to a network marketing presentation, I think... Uh, especially for the younger generation, you can get a bit too formalized in your approach. And yes, we're here for business, but we need to, you know, we're selling lifestyle to a certain extent, you know, and I think you need to think about those things when you're inviting someone to a a presentation, that lifestyle is just as important as the money aspect. The money provides the lifestyle and, you know, if, if if you turn up to a presentation and it's too formalized, I think you can sometimes turn people off. It needs to be professional, don't get me wrong, there's a difference between professional and, uh, and, and lifestyle-oriented and fun. So we we, we set up a, a really nice high-quality venue. We had it roped off. We were able to get people, uh, you know, a complimentary drink, whether it was alcohol or non-alcohol, for, for, for you know, for the different types. And, you know, it got everyone an opportunity to sort of mingle, chat, uh, have a discussion about the, the, what they were doing next, which was going to this presentation. And by the time we got to that venue, uh, you know, everyone was relaxed and everyone was excited about hearing the information.
0: Mm. I guess complimentary drinks also helps.
1: <laughs> well, certainly uh, lightens the mood a little. You know, you've got to have some fun.
0: <laughs> Definitely sounds like a lot of fun. So, how did you get? Um, you've been lucky to work with the top earner at the company. How did you get their attention?
1: Uh, look, I, I was, I guess, very forward in my approach. I, I, you know, I think you know you have to make a decision in life and also in, in this type of business as to you know, what sort of level of success you want to achieve. You know, once you make that decision in your mind, then, you know, you, you start to find and create pathways. And I think also what happens is your whole energy changes. And these guys obviously picked up that that I was committed, that this is something that, you know, I, I was going to do with or without them. I'd, I'd fallen in love with the industry and I saw an opportunity and I was going at hundred miles an hour. So that that, I think, got their attention. And then, of course, it was the follow through. You know, we can get excited. We can go to a presentation, get hyped up, and get excited. But it's about then the follow through of that process and and turning that into real activity, you know, putting massive action in place and then getting that result.
0: So once you start getting the result, did they they start reaching out to you or you actually went to them to say, get the attention? Because I'm sure like everyone's fighting for their attention. And this was the top earner in Australia, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I sat around to, to the end of the presentation, so I knew that everyone was sort of honed in and, and wanting to meet them and talk to them and so on and so forth, and for me, I, I would have waited till midnight if I had to, and I think it almost was close to that by the time uh, you know everyone else had left, and just wanted to, to share with those guys my commitment, and you know, the challenge was sort of put forward to, to, to show that commitment back, you know, keep coming to the presentations, bring some guests next time you're here, et cetera, et cetera, because the first time I went, I went on my own, so uh you know it was about then coming back next time with some more people and, and of course we did that in a big way mm.
0: so how oh. does what was the, the couple of the big things you learned from them well, look i think
1: the you know, the, the key thing in, again in this industry is it's about consistency you know action is is the key and keeping that consistent action in place you know it's hard to measure results and your expectations, and and sometimes I think we get too caught up on those things. It's action and activity. You know we've got a very very simple business. The great thing about this business is you know you can come into this industry without any experience. You can come into this industry without a degree, without you know you know any other prior skills that are relevant to this, other than potentially you know, having the ability to be able to communicate and have fun. Because if you can do those two things in this industry, you'll attract people to you, and uh, you know I think. You know, that consistent ongoing action and applying yourself to the systems, you know, network marketing is a series of systems that if followed and duplicated again and again and again, you will get success. If you stop over it, enjoy the process, fall in love with that process and uh, duplicate it, then you have success.
0: So, I know you're an athlete, so athletes are into workout routines, so you're a successful athlete. So, in terms of consistent action, what was your typical day like? I mean, even right now, what is your typical day like? Because I think a lot of people, they know consistency is important, but in your mind, in your routine, what is a consistent action?
1: Well, look, you know, I think what we have, uh, with, with what we do with our company, we have a, a an approach, we, we have a two a day approach where we want to make two contacts a day. And, you know, that that can be, I guess, analyzed in different ways you know those two contacts are not trying to pitch two people on your opportunity or convince them that what we have is better than what they're currently doing you know prospecting overall i think sometimes there's a a, a misconceived idea as to what prospecting is in our industry we think of a, a gold uh a miner right that they prospect they they get a whole heap of rocks in there and they sieve and they go through they're prospecting you know they're not always finding gold but they're out there and they're looking and they're lifting up rocks and finding Potentially that that nugget that is going to you know get them the, the, the lifestyle or their return or whatever it is that they're after. But I think you know our industry is the same. You know those two contacts every day could be just introducing yourself to someone. You know and, and that person that you meet may not be the person that may become your next team member. It, they may introduce you to that person. You know I think if you you're very strong at building relationships and genuinely interested in people uh, and, and what they want out of their lives, you know people are happy to tell you you know, what's working and what's not working in their life if they feel comfortable with you. And if you make them feel comfortable through conversation, then they'll share with you that, you know, maybe they're not happy in their current job or profession. You know, maybe they are looking for an opportunity. Maybe they're a young entrepreneur that's aspiring to great things, but they yet haven't found a vehicle that is suitable either because, you know, they're stuck financially. They can't, you know, they don't have, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to invest into a business or, you know, it could be time poor or whatever it may be. They'll tell you all of those things. You know, and it's important to not jump to conclusions that, again, that we have the answer. When the time arises, it's simply, you know, similar to what was asked to me. You know, I've got something that might be of interest to you, and based on what you told me, it could potentially solve those those concerns that you have. Can't promise you anything, and it may or may, or may not be for you, but if you're open, uh, you know, I can show you what we're doing and, and how we've had success with this opportunity.
0: We talked about... <laughs> You talked about making people feel comfortable. What are some tips? Like if you just met a stranger or you met someone at the coffee shop, what are some things you do to make the person feel comfortable to share this? Because I think a lot of people, they're shy or they don't know what to say to get someone to open up. What are some tips you can share?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, always complimenting people is is one thing. I think sometimes, you know, we, we think things in our mind, but we don't say them. And that can be a good thing, um, But I think, you know, if if you find something positive in someone, let them know uh, and, you know, be genuinely interested in them. If you're out there on a pursuit to get tools in people's hands, I I think that's the wrong approach. I think have the tools there, but use the tools when the timing's right. So how do you make them feel comfortable? Don't go there with an intention to sign them up. Go there with an intention to find out whether there may be an opportunity or conversation. If you're starting a conversation with someone new. You know, just, just prospect, you know, ask them questions, you know, what do you currently do in, in you know, in your, in your full-time profession, you know, are you, uh, are you happy with that, what do you like most about it, what do you dislike about it, you know, uh, ask them about their family, ask them about their lifestyle, all of those sorts of things I think will, will aid to, to, to helping someone feel more comfortable with you, I think the more someone opens up and shares their own personal story with you, again, the comfort level seems to increase, and you know, let them answer the questions. You know, you need to become a good asker of questions. I think if you know, we've heard it all before. You know, we've got one mouth and two ears. You need to be a person that is you know, very good at asking questions and opening up those questions to help people, uh, you know, share their own personal story.
0: I think that's a challenge for a lot of distributors. Like, have, I think because they have they have an agenda. So, I like the way you put it. That you let them answer the question because before they fully answer, they jump right in.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's the hardest thing, right? You, you know, you you know you've got an amazing opportunity. You know that there is, based on what they've just told you, that there's a chance that this opportunity is going to suit exactly what they're after. But you need to let them also buy the idea of that from you. Then you try to sell it to them. You know, uh, again, sales is, is probably a skill set that came naturally to me, and it was certainly something for me that I had to retract from because. You know, that's not a duplicatable skill. You know, some people are very fearful of selling and that, that hard approach. And that's what not, you know, it, it doesn't create success in our industry. You know, some people, yes, they do well, but, you know, they also don't do well because you know, the, the, the skill set that they naturally have in their ability is not something that's duplicatable. So I think that approach of just, you know, asking lots of questions, letting the person come to you with the answers that are more suitable to you know, this opportunity that, that may lead them down a pathway to ask you a question about what it is that you're doing rather than you be telling them what you're doing and why they should be joining you.
0: Adam, the next question I want to ask you about, starting at eighteen nineteen, how do you gain credibility? Because sometimes like, people look at you like a kid. How, how do you gain credibility? Because I'm sure later on you expanded to bigger teams, it just wasn't Gen Y. So what are some tips for those who are younger And they always say, I can't get older people to respect me and listen to me. What what tips can you share?
1: Look, I think it's very important, especially for a person that's a younger generation uh, network marketer, is don't solely focus your business in on younger generations. I think sometimes that could be a bit of a mistake because you isolate. It It becomes a, a young cool club. And that, that I think, can isolate you with, with you know, the other generations. I think it's important to have diversity. You know, we're again a lifestyle business, and again, if you become good at talking to people, you'll find that every generation doesn't matter what age demographic you're talking to, are facing similar sorts of challenges. Uh, in today's economy, with the younger generation, with the internet, you know, I think it is slightly changed to when you know I started as an 18-year-old because. It's, it's now more common for a younger generation person you know, aged between 18 to 25 to have success. You know, we've got Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook stories and these sorts of things. So it's not uncommon now for a person of the younger generation to have early success. So how do you have early success in this business? What you need to really focus in on is the, the, the key components to launching out a business. You know, if you're just getting started, make sure that you've launched that business successfully. Uh, Make sure that you have your friends and peers and associates with you. Be consistent in what you do. People are always watching what you're doing, whether you know it or not. Certainly, if you're you're, uh, on Facebook or you're you're on social media, uh, you're out at events. It's important to hold yourself well, to be a professional. Always be seen to be stepping up and offering your service. So, at events, you know, have an opportunity to get up, make a testimonial. Uh, Keep aspiring to those new levels. You know, maybe go from you know, a, a testimonial to, to being an MC of an event or uh, then you know, doing a, a certain portion of that event. You know, the, the, there's a, an old term that meetings make money and in this industry, you know, you need to be the person who is, has an ambition to a certain extent, I think, of getting to the front of the room or having a team that, that gets to the front of the room to help you have success. What people will often come back at you, Simon, is, is you know, the, the financial aspects. People look at you know, how much have you made, you know, how much are you making out of the industry? Don't, don't worry about that. You've just gotten started in business. I think the key things to think about in your business, the first goal you should always, uh, I think, uh, you know, try to adopt into to what it is that you're doing in your business is to recover your investment. We all get started in the business. We invest a certain amount of money in our programs. The first goal is to get 100% return on investment and then get cash flow positive in your business. If you've got a cash flow positive business that you've recovered your investment, now you're getting a cash flow positive income every single month. You're ahead of probably 95% of the small businesses out there. It doesn't matter what global uh, economy you participate in. You know, you're already ahead of, the, ahead of the game. So you need to be proud of that and, and, you know, and then share that story that you know, you've got a business that you know, you've invested into, you've recovered your investment, and now you're profitable. Don't talk about you know, you're making $500 a month for $5,000 a month and, and things like that, that you've got your business profitable. And if there's anyone out there that really understands business, that should raise some eyebrows. You know, you've got a business that's returning you an investment, uh, return in on your investment, which is which is a good thing to have.
0: Fantastic advice. So, I'm gonna next question. I'm gonna ask you. This is my favorite question. What is your worst, worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point that most people will quit and forget this industry, but you stayed in there, and that's why you're the leader you are today.
1: Look, I, I, I think the worst moment for me really was, I think taking on the skill set that I thought was going to have success in this industry, which was in, in sales and selling. You know, uh, uh, there's many of those worst moments. And I think it's it's really about the, the worst uh, you know, skill that, that that I brought to the industry was my ability to be able to sell. You know, you, you've got to be really uh, cautious that this is a long-term business. If you're getting a, a team together, you're going to be with that team Ideally for life, you know, providing everything goes well with the company and the company sustainable, and you're with the right company, you know, you're in it for the long term. You don't want to oversell, overpromise opportunities. And I think in the past I've done that. Uh, you know, I've not focused in on what that person's needs and desires were. I've had the ability to sell them the idea that this is an amazing opportunity, and all you have to do is get in, and you know, we're all going to make money. It's going to be fantastic. And unfortunately, I've lost friendships uh, as a consequence of that. and you know, I think that's a really big learning experience that you, know, you don't want to be selling people into this opportunity. You want to give them the opportunity to buy into the idea of it. Social media is a great platform to use for that now. You, know, you can be posting photos of your lifestyle and the changes that you've made in your life and have it more of a, a pull marketing strategy than a push marketing strategy with, with new people. You don't want to be out there you know, with, with, the, with the horn yelling out how successful you are and what you're doing with your business and how much money you're making. People get bored with that. I think taking a more of a, a, a backward approach and just living the lifestyle. Remember, we're selling lifestyle. Uh, and if you, if you take that approach, you'd have a lot more
0: success. Great stuff. What was your uh, aha moment, like a light bulb moment, where if afterwards things really, really took off for you?
1: Well, I, I think in a reverse, it, it was almost that moment where, you know, I started focusing not so much on my own ability to be able to recruit, but more, so, more about being able to sponsor. And there's a big difference between recruiting and sponsoring. You know, and as a, as a salesperson, you can recruit, 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 recruit. But if you leave this big trail of all these new potential uh, uh, associates behind you, you, you don't have success. You, you are just as good as the last recruitment that you, you made and, and that's not what this industry is about. You know, if it's if you're a salesperson looking at this industry, what this offers, you know, if you think about, you know, the, the skill set you have, the ability to be able to build a team, but then sponsor that team and help that team to, to duplicate your own success. It doesn't come with sales, it comes with sponsoring and sponsoring really is about having the responsibility, which is obviously the term, the English language terminology around sponsoring, is being responsible for that person, their success, their guidance, their start into this business. Now, you don't have to be, you know, forever there as, as you, know, you know, the overarching uh, eyes, you know, like big brother over that person, but you have the responsibility to ensure that they have the best possible start in their business, they have all the tools, they know where the resources are, that they are, you know, getting their business to the levels that they want to achieve until such time that they take the reins over from you and obviously have their own success. That's duplication. Rather than going out there and sponsoring, you know, 1500 people, which, uh, which is again, you know, a mistake we made very early.
0: So, I'm sure a lot of people want to work with you, right? You sponsor them, but you can't work with everyone. So, at what point do you decide whether this person's, um, worth it or they kind of disqualify themselves? I mean, I mean, obviously, they got to take action, but how much time do you give them? How many chances do you give someone before, it's, all right, this guy's total waste of my time, I got to move on?
1: Well, look. And our business is a very, very simple business and, uh, you know, let's we'll, we'll say an easy business to do, but also an easy business not to do. Those systems are critical and you need to follow that simple process of systems. You know, uh, for example, I, I know with, with, with our company at the moment, we've got you know, certain things that need to be done as you get started in the business. We've got an online training component. There are certain uh, resources that you need to complete. If I was to sponsor you and you had a question in relation to the business, I would draw you back to those resources. And if those resources hadn't been completed, then, you know, it's telling me that you're not following the system. It's, it's not being able to adopt yourself into our industry. Our industry is not like any other industry. It, 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 it really is and has the need for you to follow that process because if you don't follow the process, follow that system, eventually it will break down at some, some point. And, you know, I think sometimes people, you know, learn the hard way. Then they, they try to fast track that process or speed it up. The reality is, you just need to fall in love with that process and let it take its uh, its own effect, and, and it will build exponentially over time. It starts slow, it's like pushing a big boulder, but once it starts to roll, it rolls downhill and fast, and that's where you build a big downline.
0: Mm. Mm. Really good advice. So uh, next question: This you know, uh, as a leader, you've been in this profession for quite some time. How have you seen the profession change since then? When you first started, when you were eighteen, because I know you look very young, but you're not eighteen anymore. So all this time. What has changed? Uh, where do you see this field, this industry going?
1: Look, I'm 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 so excited about where the industry sits right now. Uh, you know, there's, there's a term that's often thrown around now: this U economy, and, and I love that term because you know the, the internet and Wi-Fi connections have really opened up the door to to our industry. It allows people now to literally be able to build a, biz- a global business from anywhere in the world with a, a web-enabled device and a Wi-Fi connection. Um, you know, using lots of tools and resources where you're running, you know, webinars or you're running these sorts of things, you know, uh, calls like this, uh, using Facebook Live, you know, sharing your story, communicating with your team internationally. We didn't have those opportunities. We saw, you know, we had a telephone and we had uh, you know, some light internet very early in the days but in today's world, you have all of those things at your disposal. It's important to remember that they're tools. They're not the, the key to success in your business but you have these other tools and resources that can help you somewhat fast track that success. We've also got a, a, a generation now that has grown up with these tools and resources and it is the norm to be looking for ways to build a business using inter- the internet as a tool and platform to have success. You know, People are familiar now with terminologies like you know, drop shipping and uh, uh, you know, social retailing and things like that, uh, social influencing, these sorts of things. These terminologies that have sort of come into this new world and new economy that we sit in today is really what network marketing has always been about. You know, we, we are, uh, you know, us as, as distributors, we are, you know, the, the, the front line and we leave the gap so the middleman's taken out. So that's the same as a job shipping concept, right? So 10 years ago, that was, that was a new idea to people, but now people are very familiar with that. So we have our company that sends a product direct to the consumer. We create the relationships in between that, we build a network and that's how we get paid. That, that now is a normal story. Forget about network marketing. It's something that people are doing every day now. They're finding a product. They are finding a market and a network, and then they are creating the links between the company, the product, and the consumer, and that's what network marketing is about. In the past, it was all belly to belly, which is a very critical component to success in this long term because you know, you've know you got to have that fine line between leveraging those tools and leveraging that understanding that the internet is out there to help us build probably a bigger business or a longer Wider business than what we could previously do in the past in a much faster way, but it's still very important. We are in the relationship business, and uh, you know you have to have that one-on-one contact, that belly contact, and that's where you know the you know your, your opportunity meetings and uh, you know your, your your regional trainings and, and uh, your, your statewide trainings are really important to get those gatherings of people together so they can have that, that one-to-one connection.
0: Hmm. I want uh, you to talk a little bit about the slight edge and. Uh just to so just give a background for the viewers and listeners here. like right? So when I went to Australia back in January, where I was like really, really sick, but somehow I made it. Uh, and I was kind of out of it when I met you, Adam, because that was like the first day I kind of felt okay. Uh, but yeah, all leaders, just like what Adam shared, um, he wasn't trying to recruit me or anything. He just cared about my own well-being, asked me. We got to know each other, hang out a little bit. And then again, people always provide value. You gave a great book to me. You, know, you gave me a copy of The Slight Edge. I've read it, but I, I've always another book to my library, right? So... I know you apply that a lot. Again, this is one of the most recommended books, Slide Edge by Jeff Olson. If for you, what do you do for the slide edge that's given you advantage? What are some habits and things that you do that allow you to excel to the top?
1: Well, look, I think the, the whole slide edge book and the concept of that is really about what that slide edge is, is it's that consistency. You know, it's, it's, it's the things that are very easy to do, but easy not to do. And we don't get that instant gratification end or result oftentimes from doing those things. So whether it's your diet or your exercise, our business is the same. You know, this is a series, again, of systems, you know, mastering the mundane is really the, the concept you want to approach here. And that mundane approach to our business is what drives our success. And what the Side edge book does is it really talks to those ideas and those concepts and applying those things into your life. And it shows very quickly how your life can sort of go on an up curve or a down curve based on that repetition, You know, it's very, well, you know, today I'm mastering the two-a-day approach like I mentioned. So today, well, I, I couldn't do it today. I'll, I'll do four tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and something else got like, well, I'll do six on that day. And, and all of a sudden you fall out of suits. And then you start again and then you stop and you start again and then you stop. You get to the end of that year and then you wonder how you ended up in that position. Well, it's, it's those missing links all the way through versus if you're, you, you take the, the correct approach and you really master that mundane of that two-a-day system or a system similar to that, then where you will find yourself twelve months from now is in a very, very different place. You know, we are today the residual effect of what we did in the past. So the same thing applies now. We, what we will be in the future is the, the residual of what we do today. And that consistency is what the Edge book really talks about.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's like making it's like that one extra phone call. It means it may mean nothing but in the long run, it makes a huge, huge difference, right? Making that one extra phone call, one extra meeting, or reading that one extra page in a book. It's a little edge. It's like you said, it's master the mundane. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles, You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events. And now I'm bringing my no BS, no hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th, 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today at a 10, no BS, no hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Hey, you've been awesome, Adam. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain, okay? And the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you?
1: Okay, being a lover of this industry, it's really that your your net worth equals your network, and uh, that really makes a lot of sense to me. In a sense that you know, our industry is is a long term industry. You want to have a big network. And I'm not talking about a downline uh, per se. Of course, we want a big downline, but a big network of people because just like you and I, Simon, you know, we 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 operate in different cycles, and 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 uh, you know, you have your role, I have my role. But the reality is we're in the same network, you know, and we collaborate, we talk, you know, we can communicate as industry professionals, know each other, know what's going on in our industry. And I think having that network as much as a downline is really critical to your success. And that really lends to, again, not having to uh, sign everyone up that you meet. You know, you're going to meet people in your life that is going to take you in directions that you're not aware of right now. Uh, and you have to just have faith in that approach and have faith in that you're meeting people genuinely and that will take your business into you know, new countries and, and lead you into those people that you're potentially looking for as superstars in your business.
0: What is one habit that's helped you become successful?
1: Uh, I think consistency. I'll, I'll stay with that because it's 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 about having that consistency. It's the it is that you do, and really, if I can add to that, being proud of that consistency. I think you need to be proud that you're in network marketing. You need to love and respect our industry. It is, you know, arguably uh, an industry that's created more billionaires than than any other industry alone in the world. You know, there's, uh, you know, uh, distributors all over the globe. This is a a business and an industry that's here and here to stay and I think is only going to continue to grow. So for those of us that are in that industry right now, be proud of the fact that we're early adopters into this industry because, you know, there will be the late majority that will come in, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now because it's the way to do things. But we're here now. We're part of this early adoption into this industry and we've got everything on our side.
0: What's the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: Look, I, I, I think the key advice, uh, you know, that, that really has defined, you know, the, the, the things that, that has allowed me to do what, what I'm doing is getting an understanding that, you know, we are here and we have a limited time to achieve our goals and, and dreams you know, we can't rest on laurels. We can't waste time. You know, uh, every moment clicks by and the residual effect of what we do today is going to be the outcome of our future. You are not today what you will be in the future. You are today creating and crafting whatever it is you want to achieve. And in the future, that will be the outcome of that. And certainly with our industry, no matter where you are, what level you are in your current plan or, or company, you can take it to that next level. You can become the next you know, top income earner in your city, in your state, in your country, you know, in in the globe. It's all about now taking massive action. And I think once you start to realize that, you start to shift the way you do things and start to build out on that consistency.
0: What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say you have a qualified prospect. Uh, Do you send them samples? Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you call them and talk to them on the phone? What do you like to use?
1: Look, I think talking to people is, is, a, is a really important aspect of our business now. I think using too many uh, digital tools uh, can put you again in a false sense of security. You know, a lot of people will send a video or send something out there and then wait for a response. And it just doesn't work, guys. Right. It's, it's you know, in, in today's technological world, we, we get sent so many things. You know, you're getting so many emails in your inbox and so on and so forth. You know, I think to a certain extent it can be useful, but... Uh, but I think before you send a tool, you need to pick up their phone and let people know that there is something coming to them. You've got something really exciting you want to share with them. It could be a video. It could be a tool or a resource. It doesn't really matter. But so I think the key thing is to pick up that phone, let them know that it's coming. Ask them a question. When will you have the opportunity to have a look at this? I'm really excited about it right now. Keep that conversation short and sharp. Have a time to follow up and follow up when you say you're going to follow up. That's the key to, to, to use these third-party tools.
0: Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone that you could recommend?
1: Yeah, look, I, I like to use Zoom uh, you know, for a way to communicate with the team. I think, you know, uh, webinars to a certain extent get a bit boring because unless you're seeing you know, visually, I think it's great these days to, to be able to see the face of the person you're talking to. Uh, and, and I love the diversity of that. You know, you've got people sitting in their pajamas at home and you know, you're running a presentation and that's what this business is all about, again, lifestyle. You don't need to become anything that you're not. Uh, So you you can live that life and you you could be sitting on the beach, you could be uh, sitting at home, like I said, in your pajamas. It doesn't matter. On a Zoom call, you're attending, you're present, you're there with your your teams, you're working together and you're seeing each other, which really builds out that connectivity. And another tool I love for for organising myself is uh, Calendly. I think it's a great tool and a great resource I use. Simon, it it just really helps me with the organisation around my day. Certainly as you start to build out a big team, you have limited time and resources for, for everyone. And what it does is it allows people to see a your calendar, see when you're available, book you in for a three-way call or book you in for a one-on-one meeting, book you in for a training session, do all those sorts of things without having to directly engage with you or, or try and you know, marry up times of a calendar. So I think it's a great tool.
0: Aside from the slight edge, what's one other book you could recommend to ML Nation?
1: Uh, look, uh, another mentor of mine uh, is a gentleman out here in Australia, a, a high-profile uh, personal development speaker, a gentleman by the name of Pat Cassidy. He's got a book called uh, How to Have a Millionaire Mindset, and I think you know the mindset component is is critical. If your if your mind is not right, it's very difficult for the actions to be applied. So it all starts with the mind and getting your mind right. And you know, that's a great book that really uh, helps you shift. It gives you, I guess, those decision points to be able to take action based on the things that you're thinking.
0: Awesome. And Adam, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? I'm ready. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your family, your kids. You knew no one. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. But they spoke English and you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch?
1: Well, I've got two things I would do, Simon. That the first is, I think, again, you need to meet people. Get out there. Uh, you know, if you're, you're in an industry and there's a reason that you've gotten started in this industry, uh, something that I did very early was we, we actually went out and did some surveys in our local markets. So we went out to where the people are uh, and where our potential prospects were. So we went prospecting. And, you know, out in the main cities and the main streets and you've got all these people looking stressed with what they're doing, but they're obviously professional in their approach. We did, we did some basic surveys asking people questions about, you know, what they love about their profession, you know, uh, what they like, what they don't like, you know, what sort of income levels they, they are achieving, uh, all these sorts of things uh, that that really allowed us to ask all the questions that we potentially would have asked to a genuine prospect. And then, of course, ask them at the end of that. If they'd be interested in looking at an opportunity that may be able to uh, provide a supplementary income or even uh, replace their current income. And if they were interested, that we would send them some information in relation to that. We capture their details, their email address and their phone number, give them a buzz. Again, let them know that we're sending them materials and go through that process. So it was a great way to get out there and meet people, again, in a non-direct way, uh, just asking questions, meeting new people and going through that process. And I think that's, that's a key. And another thing is... You know, you need to become an industry leader. So I think, you know, in today's business, understand what we have in this new economy, that we have a great business model that meets all the requirements for people to get started. You know, no prior experiences, low startup cost. Uh, It it is, you know, uncapped income. You You have turnkey systems in place, you know, with your business. All of these key things and aspects are in place. We need to share that with people. So there are plenty of opportunities in your local market where you can get in front of small groups, and present the business in a non-confrontational way. Talk about this, this, this new economy that's been created. And you know we, we go direct to the consumer and you know, sharing the story as to why you started this business. And then allow people to come back to you for questions. You know, it, it, Once you become an industry leader, you'll find that you will attract people to what it is that you're doing. Because people are genuinely interested and curious.
0: Awesome. Hey, Adam, thank you so much. As we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you?
1: Yeah, great. Right, look, you can go to my website, AdamLane.co. So that's AdamLane.co, C-O, uh, just my website up there. If you want to connect up with me, uh, please do so. I think, look, in the end, we, we have to really be proud of what we do. You know, the key thing in this industry is culture, and the culture starts from you. You know, you have your own team, you have your own own group and your own organization. That culture and energy needs to start with you. If people don't enjoy what they're doing, they're not going to do it. So, you know, it doesn't matter how good your systems are, it doesn't matter how good your product is, how sustainable your company is, if people don't like doing it, they don't enjoy doing it, they aren't going to do it. You know, we need to love, fall in love with what we do in the industry, be proud of what it is we do. Don't hide behind, you know, terminologies. Be in love with what we do. Be in love with the, the, the process that we are here to help people generally either supplement their income, replace their income, or create a lifestyle they generally didn't think was possible.
0: Awesome. Hey, ML Nation. mission? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Adam Lane. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Adam at the search bar, A-D-A-M, and the show notes and Adam's contact and all the nuggets of wisdom will be right there. In order to be successful in their marketing, you must help others. So Adam, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you. And we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Adam, and God bless you.
1: Thanks, Simon. Appreciate your time. Really love what you do, mate. Thank you.
0: Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training No BS, No Hype in the Gold Coast, Australia in May 2017 or No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. ML Nation, to Simon Chan. A great show from Adam Lane. Make sure you connect with him. Go to mlnation.net. Just search for Adam, A-D-A-M at the search bar, and all the show notes will pop right up. You know, you give great tips on how to connect with people. And let's talk about the slight edge. Do the little thing. And by the way, that's been one of the most recommended books on ML Nation by Jeff Olson. Make sure you go read it and read it and reread it. Okay. Basically, everything counts. You know, one extra phone call today may not make a difference. Even if you call and no one picks up, you leave a voicemail. But I'm telling you, if you make enough of those calls, you don't get as nervous. And a great analogy from the book is like, if you're in LA and you're going to you know, Los Angeles, going to New York, and you're just like 0.1 degree off. Right, If you're not you're, you know, on autopilot, 0.1 degree off, it's not making a big difference. But over the course of 3,000 miles, you're going to end up totally like in Canada instead of New York. right? So everything counts. And talks about you know, making that consistent, two a day, that's consistent action. Two a day, go out there and now don't pitch. You talked about the worst point, the worst moment in his business was you know, Adam was a really good salesperson. He recruited all these people in, but he didn't work with them. Right, And this business, a lot of people are into sales. They don't last because it's really a duplication. It's a coaching business. That's the reason why after I read Purpose Driven Life, I chose this business because I realized it's not a sales business. It's a coaching business. You bring people in, and then you're responsible, but you're providing. You're not going to carry them. You provide them the opportunity, and then you see who's taking action, who deserves their time. But going out there, when you do the two a day, you can't be thinking about pitching. right? And just, the easiest thing to do is just compliment. Compliment people. And a lot of times we think about things. like, Well, wow, this person has a really nice sweatshirt. Someone, this, this person has really nice shoes. has a nice car. But we keep it to ourselves. Compliment people. And then don't go out there. Most importantly, don't go out there with an intention. You want to sign people up. Don't go out there to find prospects. Because if you're going to try to find prospects, you have the intention. Everyone's going to be scared of you. They're going to be run away from you. Instead, go out there and have intention just to meet people, meet friends. Because even if you don't join, if you build a friendship, they may give you referrals. And... Like Adam said, your network is your net worth, right? And that's why even when I went to Australia, he, Adam knew I was no, I'm not building MLM, but still took the time out of his day, drove all the way up to the Gold Coast to meet me. And of course, I wasn't even feeling that well. I still met him. We met for an hour, caught up a little bit, and he was actually on a way to like three other meetings that day, but he got that extra one hour early just to meet me. Again, your network is your net worth, so never, never forget about that, all right? Um ask questions, right? Ask questions. Just be interested in person. Be a, make a friend. What, you know, what did they do for their work? What do they like about the job? What do they don't like about the job? And then let them answer. I think a lot of times we all of a sudden go into solution mode right away. Like before they even fully explain why they hate the business, they just want to throw that solution right away. You know, here's one of the best tips. Take a pause. If they have something unhappy with the job, don't just try to Give them the solution right away because a lot of times then we become like a salesperson. Actually, in fact, I give you, I, I encourage you to give one or two days. Let that sit a little bit before you bring up the answer to the solution because then it seems more genuine, right? Because if you, if someone says, oh, I have a problem. I hate my job. Oh, but this is much better. So you just check this out. Then you sound like a salesperson. Let it sit a little bit. Let them fully expand and talk about it. Maybe call them back two days later. Hey, you know what? When we talked the other day, you said you didn't like your job. I actually have something that could help you out. Right, I can't promise you, but it's really like think, going back to what Adam, how he was invited. He said, his friend who said, hey, I can't promise it work for you, but this industry is professions moving fast. You have to have an open mind. Take a look at this. Right, Invite. But the key is to be comfortable. Do two a day. And people are fearful of the sales approach. Just remember. And if you're selling people, you're nagging, people think they always got to do what you did to them. Right. You just want to give the opportunity and allow them to buy themselves. Right? Why? Allow, allow, allow them to buy into it. You're, you know, leading people, not pushing them. Right? So a couple of key tips is launching the business successfully. You gotta go all out. Like make that decision. You know, how he got his mentors the attention is make that decision. I, I'm an issue. I want you to make that decision to your level of success. What type of success do you want? And I will just share this with one of my uh, coaching clients uh, yesterday, a message. She's like, she's like, sometimes she lacks the consistency because her why is not big enough. I was like, it's not just your why. You, who do you see yourself as? Yeah, you know, when I first started, I saw myself on stage. I always asked myself if I was a, if I was down there, and I saw a person like Adam Lane. What would a- 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 Adam Lane leader do, right? What would like a Jordan Adler do? What would the seven figure earners do? Would they be building or would they be? And an I saw myself as that in my mind. And even when I didn't want to do it, I always did it. Because that is what the top people do. So you got to see yourself, make that decision to the level of success you want, and visualize, see yourself being that su- successful, and be excited. Make that commitment because, like Adam said, everyone's watching. They may not join, but you got to go all out because everyone's watching on Facebook. You know where you where you carry yourself in the restaurant, the way you carry yourself, even when you're not talking about business, right? You know everyone's watching. So you want to be a leader. It starts with you. The leadership, the culture, it starts with you, right? And Get in front of the room. Go in front. Of, be volunteer more. Right. Get in the front of the room. Take do things that scare you. Put you outside of comfort zone. when people see that, they start to create your credibility builds. And your leadership will build as well. You know, you gotta be proud to be consistent. I think that's one thing Adam and I share a lot. Um, you know, I have a lot of weaknesses, but one of the things I am proud of, I'm proud to be very consistent and very proud. So like even when I don't feel like doing it, I still do that. Right, so a couple other things is, yeah, the energy and culture all starts with you. It's you. Leadership is about you. And even if you don't have the success yet, just be excited. Be that person. People are watching you, and go out to make two friends a day. And you know we have limited time. It's time for you to take action. Because Adam said we have limited time. Think about this. If you The whole span of the universe, we're, very, we're actually on this earth very, very short time, every day, every second counts. Go make it happen, okay? Have that consistent action. So I am fired up. I don't know about you. Go out there, mlnation.net, just search for Adam, and go search, and uh, thank him, connect with him, and if you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to us, but also show the world what an awesome profession we're in, because I'm loud and proud to be here. MLM Nation, now's your turn. Thanks for listening. Now it's for your turn to take action. Because remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation.